Welcome back into Sports Call here at Radio Row, SEC Media Days 2022 in Atlanta. And now we're thrilled to be joined by David Cutcliffe here with us. Coach, how are you? How are things? Well, I am good, and I'm thrilled to, to be in Auburn, Alabama and not having to be an opponent. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, they talk a lot about different stadiums and volume, and you hear Baton Rouge and the Swamp. And let me tell you, the great fans at Auburn, okay, I went in there as the enemy quite sure. a few times. Oh, my goodness, communication on offense and um, the, the great history of football there and, and so many friends I have that that played it at Auburn and friends I had that went to Auburn. I have nothing but great respect. So anytime I get invited to Auburn yeah. via virtually – over air or whatever, I'm coming, so well, count on it. We're excited to talk about uh, your career so far. I mean, look what you were able to do at, at Tennessee in all those years and Ole Miss, many stops with the Auburn Tigers and then 14 seasons there at Duke. I wanted to bring up games inside Jordan-Hare Stadium in particular because as an opposing coach, that atmosphere is something crazy. Let's start at the get-go. What fascinates me is that when you talk about a football game at Auburn, everyone wants to bring up the eagle flight but that's always when the team's in the locker room in a way and that sort of thing. Like, you never really experienced no, that, Coach, did I you? No, I didn't. And, and to a football coach, there's there's two things. Pre-game can get ugly for an opponent. There's an intimidation factor mm -hmm. when student sections feel early. Right. So when you have a student section that doesn't have assigned seating, those guys and gals come in there and they're feeling pretty good and they're <laughs> – they create a, a bad atmosphere there, and then for a football coach, it's kind of after the opening kickoff or during the opening kickoff, you realize this is going to be a tough day. Uh, Communication is a big part of being successful, and quite frankly, they make it hard. They really do, and officials aren't going to help you. You can turn and look for help all you want, but, hey, War dang eagle, I'm yeah, going to say. There you, you know, go. You know you're there. Yeah, no doubt about that. Well, let's talk about some of those matchups in particular. Anytime you talk to, to Auburn folks uh, about your career at Ole Miss and Eli Manning as well, they bring up all those trips that uh, you and Eli took over to uh, Jordan Hare. Yeah, we were very fortunate to, to have some good games yeah. there. And um, it's not easy. And, of course, it helps to have Eli Manning and a – few more good football players make key plays. And, you know, what's great about the Southeastern Conference is that, you know, championships are won at the end of the season. Games are won in the fourth quarter in the SEC. And those games we had in, in Jordan-Harris Stadium were just that. They were classic Southeastern Conference football games. Uh, you can always have two well-coached teams. Uh, it certainly doesn't always end the way the fans want it sure. to end. I understand that. But you learn to appreciate our conference and what it stands for and what lessons those young people learn losing as well as winning. Um, when you're in the arena, you, don't, you can't ever let one loss turn into two losses. So becoming uh, a person of perseverance and a person that can look forward and not, you know, there's a reason that that rearview mirror is really small and the windshield's big, <laughs> and you remind players of that. So there's a lot of greatness that's occurring right in front of your eyes, and I know 
you know, I'm a romantic when it comes to that, but it's why I love the game so much. And appreciate the fact of what those kids are doing on the field, both teams. I know that's hard. Yeah. Particularly if it's, you know, an Alabama-Auburn sure. game. I know y'all don't care about <laughs> what's happening on that Alabama side. But, yeah, and, and that's good, too. That's just the way you're supposed to pick a team and support them. Coach, we, I know it's only been a few months, but we've gotten through spring ball. We're here at SEC Media Days previewing the next season. Has the, the itch to get back into coaching already hit, or are you, you satisfied right no, now? No, every day. I'm sorry, you know, but I don't know that that's going to happen. I think I'm having a, a lot of fun, for one, but I'm having some form of an effect, even if it's small, for helping administrators understand what coaches are thinking. I told Commissioner Sankey that in this role, I'm not going to think like an administrator. I'm going to think like a coach, so if I'm talking to I just saw Sam Pittman walk by if I'm talking to coach Pittman he's going to lose trust if I'm talking to him any other way than as a friend and a coach and you know I've known Brian Harson and that's been a tough start but I've known Brian when when he's come in to visit us at Duke when when he was at Boise and I know the quality of coach I know the quality of person you know we talked before he took the Auburn job and I said you know you're not in, in, in I'm using the Wizard of Oz. Hey, we're not in Kansas anymore, yeah. you know. Um, it's it's a unique thing to learn the Southeastern Conference. But character, good, solid coaching, surrounding yourself with winners still works. And and, and I'm pulling hard for Coach Harson and the, and the Auburn Tigers. I'm going to win every week now yeah. in the role I've got. <laughs> exactly, so. exactly. I want to get to that role. I want to continue our conversation here with, with Brian Harson. Chatting now with David Cutcliffe here on Radio Row at SEC Media Days, talking about Coach Harson and the season that just ended. Year one ended on a tough five-game losing streak, but at one point the Tigers were six and two. The quarterback gets hurt, and Bo Nix, and things are so different. And what I think is so important to remind folks, and why Auburn fans in particular were so excited about the hire initially, is you look back at the last decade in college football. Saban won, Dabo Sweeney two, and then Brian Harson had the third best winning percentage of all those coaches. And it was not an accident. He and I have sat down and shared um, offensive thoughts. Uh, I knew his staff, uh, many of them well, <clears throat> what their philosophies were in uh, in coaching defense, kicking game, offense, how, how a head coach runs a program. I mean, we shared all of it, and um, I, I mean, I, when I finished visiting with him, I pulled a lot of things from him. Was extremely impressed with their program, and um, one year doesn't make a coach, and really four years doesn't necessarily make a coach. You, if you're going to build a program, the environment we have with the name, image, and likeness and portal has made it more difficult to build a program to get people to buy in within your program. Players, coaches, everybody. People are, you know, jumping ship much more readily than ever. And so I think the fan base becomes more important. And I'm not preaching to you all that are Auburn fans, but if you're going to have a program, players and coaches need to feel deep-seated support. That's a big part of a player being happy, knowing that he's, playing in front of the best fans in America that are going to be there for them when it doesn't go well, and they're certainly going to be celebrating with them when it does go well. Anytime you leave 
a, a season where you're on a losing streak and particularly a heartbreaking loss to your number one rival, that's not easy. You know, not easy for fans, players, coaches, no administrators. So um, yeah, I'm 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 there for coach. Um, I I know Kess well. I know the kind of people sure. they are, and um, I've been on trips with them with Nike. You know, in the yeah. past, and so um, you know, I, I'm I'm that's part of my job. You ask what am I doing? I'm I'm visiting with coaches one on one. I'm I'm visiting with their operations people. I'm going to go by the equipment rooms and say, hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> you know, tell me tell me what's happening here and, you know, be available to anybody in anybody's program. I'm not a fan of any team, and sure. I can easily say that. It's been – I went to Alabama, but that was – I'm old. You know, <laughs> that was a long time ago. So I'm, I'm just here for the – as a resource in any way I can be for all 14 programs. Well, the title is special <laughs> assistant to the commissioner for football relations. And I was reading that earlier this spring, you said your son told you that you had a <laughs> Dwight Schrute title. Yeah. I thought about getting a different haircut, you know, <laughs> getting a Dwight Schrute haircut and maybe, you know, I got a little land I got, so I was going to plant some beets on it, you know, <laughs> see if it had any good effect on me. I don't know. So Coach Cutcliffe watches The Office. That's what I have watched away. every episode of The Office with my wife since I finished at Duke. Wow. wow. I've never watched TV because I was too busy. Right. But I had seen enough little tidbits of episodes of a lot of shows so with streaming and, you know, I got Peacock specifically to be able to watch The Office. And I would suggest to anybody, if you want to have fun, it's, it's better than a night out. She <laughs> and I get all situated in our recliners and, man, here we go. And we just finished it all the seasons. That's unbelievable. So, and it's a fun way to watch yeah. it. And I, I did the same thing with um, – Oh, let's see. I did Cheers. I did uh, Frasier. These are I'm dating myself a little <laughs> bit, but you guys at your age, don't don't blow those shows off. You yeah. Know? Watch Frasier. Watch Cheers. You kind of, it's almost sad when you finish those things. I'm always down for a good sitcom. So well, the, put me I'm in gonna the tell mix. you, you know, both of those are just tremendous. Seinfeld, I did it. I love Seinfeld. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a George fan. I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> all in with George. Always. You know, <laughs> I mean, you, it tells you that you can be popular and be a prick. Exactly. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about that. Well, I would imagine in this new role, as you mentioned, also in, in these stories, we're talking about getting to watch TV and, and just the little things in life, the family aspect of this has got to be great for you now, Coach. It has been rewarding. I've always been a family person and a family man, and that became evident early in my career. I wasn't going to put anything in front of my faith, my family. Then it was football, and I would suggest that to anybody that gets into business. But uh, now I've got eight grandchildren. I got We had seven little grandboys in a row, and we finally got our little girl and I'm closer to them moving to Birmingham. I have three of them in Birmingham, wow. five of them in Oxford, Mississippi, which is less than a three-hour. It's a day trip right. if you want it. And so, yeah, we are celebrating that. And I got a little place that's got a little pond, and we've named it Camp Cut. And it is becoming designed to be 
a place for grandchildren. That's awesome. And um, so in the process of doing this work, because I was one of these, I hate to admit this, but an 18-hour-a-day guy as a coach, and, you know, I don't have to, to do that. And I'm out cutting trees and clearing a little bit of land and taking care of my pond and doing things from four to about 6.30, and then I go to work, and then I come home, and I do it. Daylight saving time has helped me clearing some yeah. things. We had a lot of work to do and still do, but that's good for me. Well, talking about family and, again, getting back to Auburn, we would be remiss with this opportunity if we didn't bring up someone that you know very well, and Auburn fans still to this day very much so consider him a, a part of the Auburn family, and that's Trooper Taylor, Coach. And being a part of the 2010 National Championship staff with Cam Newton and company at Auburn, and then he spent so many years with you uh, recently at Duke. Yeah, Troop is just amazing, and you guys know it, and Auburn people know it. Um, one of my saddest aspects about leaving Duke is not being with Trooper on a daily basis. And, um, you know, I've talked with Troop a lot about his career, and I'm, I'm in high hopes that somebody recognizes the job he could do as a head football coach at any level. Um, Evie is phenomenal. His children are phenomenal. Um, I've, I've known his children most of their lives. Loyalty and being a true friend, they don't get any better than truth. Sometimes people don't understand truth in the hat backwards. And I told him, you need to write a book to let people know. He was one of 16 kids growing up. And, um, you know, his dad wore his hat backwards because his dad had to work two jobs. And one of them, he had to have a safety helmet on. So, troop. And his dad died young, wears his hat backwards to honor his father. So I'm going to tell that story for people that may wonder. But what a great husband, what a great dad, what a great teammate he is. That's what I think I remind coaches all the time. You're, you're a teammate. If you're going to be in a football program, and the greatest thing that anybody can ever tell a former football program, football player person is when they come up and say, hey, man, you were the greatest teammate I ever had. And I don't want to see that lost. Sure. And Trooper's that guy. He can build a, an organization. He can build a program. He can rally people. And, you know, what I've kept saying with Troop, first time I was working with him is, you know, how do you become a head coach? Well, let's start with be being the best football coach on the staff. And I mean – know every aspect. I've studied defensive line play. I've studied linebacker play, secondary play. Um, just as hard. I'm, I'm a good special teams coach. I know the kicking game. And obviously I've spent my career as an offensive football coach. And that's my advice to Trooper and any younger coach out there. You know what? Just take care of your job. Be the best football coach until you become somebody's choice best choice and I'm praying that happens but we need to see a little bit more of a push to get some minority qualified minority people I'm not saying just minority coaches sure. but yeah we we need to see that 
uh, occur. And I think that's important for our game as we move forward. And Trooper Taylor certainly is a great one. And we think fondly of those national championship memories with well, Auburn. Well, and he's the only coach in history that has chest bumped a president. Let's face <laughs> yeah, it. That's true. Uh, that's yeah, true. He and, 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 and President Obama, you know, I mean, that was yeah. a great moment. I stood up and cheered, man. We finally got a coach that chest bumped a president. That was outstanding. I tried it, but – the Secret Service grabbed me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Coach, let's talk one more, Coach, uh, in the Auburn legacy, and you look at football over the years, and Gus Malzahn, the last Auburn football coach before Harson comes in, thought it was interesting over the years when, when Nick Saban made and adapted to the push that Auburn was doing specifically with Gus's hurry-up, no-huddle offense and the impact he had on the game, not necessarily that, but any encounters that you've had with Gus Malzahn yeah, over the years? Yeah, I know Gus well. I shared a podium with him this past spring, and I, I think he is um, a great football coach. And the, the more and the longer I see Co Coach Malzahn move through college football, the better he's getting. Yeah. People need to understand, you can be really good anywhere it's very difficult in the environment to be very good for very long anymore. What Coach Saban's done at Alabama, we all need to just bow. I don't care if you're an Auburn fan or what you are. It's, it's unheard of this day and time. Um, you know, Spike Dykes, who was a very clever football coach, you know, used to talk about the number of fans that you lose each year. And he said, and he would tell me all the time, David, you're in year eight. You're just about done, buddy. <laughs> um, you know, but I never, you know, I, I think Gus is going to have a good run at Central Florida. You know, Heupel did, did a lot of the same things yeah. at Central Florida preceding Gus offensively, and it fit that profile down there. Talking with David Cutcliffe here again, the special assistant to the commissioner for football relations. We're on Radio Row here at SEC Media Days. We take a look at, at football this upcoming season. And Auburn fans, it, it's it's tough to be in the position you're at, Coach, where you got the Iron Bowl every year and you play Georgia every year, and those two teams just played for the national championship. Yeah, it's not the Southeastern Conference, you know, for a coach in the, the summer, I used to have dreams that I was stuck under the field and that it was so overwhelming. And, you know, the old coach talk about taking them one at a time, I mean, that's the approach. And you only have to be better than any team on that given day. So let's take Georgia, the national champion. And quite likely most people that play them aren't going to be better than them 11 or 12 out of 12 weeks. Would you agree yeah. with that? Yeah. Well, on that Saturday, let's put Bum Phillips to the test. Y'all know this old quote, he can take hisn and beat yearn, and he can take yearn and beat hisn. Now, do y'all understand what I just said? <laughs> Try to. <laughs> okay. He can take his players and beat yours, and he can take your players and beat his. Coaching Matters. matters yeah i've said that through the years and anybody that particularly is from up east is like what language are you speaking <laughs> hisn and yearn right okay you get it now and that's what i've loved about coaching is that um, there's a reason you practice there's a reason you develop great habits there's a reason 
that reps matter in August. Um, and if you can relay that to, to young people well enough, you know, you got, there's a reason we're going to play the game. And Auburn's got good football players. And they've got good coaches. And so, you know, don't defeat yourself before you've ever played a game. You know, I mean, how, how crazy is that? So let's think positive in all 14 places. You know, and, and Clark Lee, somebody told me earlier they were making fun of him saying they had the best program in the league. Well, let's understand what a program is. Don't, don't laugh at that statement. When you can get your players achieving at the very highest level 12 weeks out of the year, and they're doing what they should be doing off the field, and you're developing people, and you're getting it done in the weight room, and you're getting it done nutritionally, and it, you know what? He may well be right, okay? So people need to understand what a program is. You can have a good football team and a bad program, and then it's going to hit south in a hurry. So understand what a program is, and that's the important part. We're trying to have 14 great programs in the Southeastern Conference. And it helps when you have great players in those programs. And, and Coach, you certainly have had some greats over the years. You look at the, the Manning brothers in particular with Peyton at Tennessee and Eli at Ole Miss. And I don't know how plugged in you are to the Internet these days, Coach, but I think the Internet is convinced that you might be going to Texas to coach <laughs> up the next Manning now that Arch is committed there. Yeah, I keep hearing all that. I'm not, I'm not an analyst, okay? <laughs> um, you know, you study long, you study wrong. That's what I've always said. I'm a blink guy. And, you know, right now I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to even get into that world um, of speculation. And I'm a big fan of Arches, and certainly I, I would never imagine. do anything to uh, compromise my relationship with their family. I wouldn't insert myself. I'm not that arrogant anytime. But... Um, yeah, I'm just I'm I'm glad to be doing what I'm doing. Uh, that's and and if if folks, if you believe thirty percent of what you read on the internet, you probably got a big problem in your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt about that. Well, Coach Cutcliffe, thank you so much for the time. This has been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, it's great. You guys keep doing what you're doing, and um, hope uh, that that the Auburn Tigers have a great year this year. That's what we're hoping for too. That's David Cutcliffe joining us here on Sports Call.